There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, Stephen Diener hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hello again, everybody, and we are live from Spring Training, presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling. Tim McKernan alongside Derek Gould. Derek Gould, who is growing facial hair, uh, but not in the same respect that I'm growing facial hair. Or ever could. Oh, you couldn't do it? No. Well, I couldn't grow hair. Well, the, so look at this. This it's is a mess. new. It's a whole mess. This is new. I wasn't aware I could. <laughs> oh, really? Congratulations. Yeah. It's happening. I just had always shaved <laughs> I got that thing going uh, myself, except I do it on the daily. Uh, so we are live on uh, the Tim McCurney Show Facebook Live page uh, and live on Periscope. Uh, so feel free to ask your questions and we will have them uh, answered for you. Plus, while this is going on, we have the uh, Inside STL Fantasy Baseball League draft going on. And I was over here setting up the cameras and didn't even realize it was my draft pick. And I was picking third overall. And I, so I, it auto-drafted for me. Oh, no. The first pick was... Uh, Aaron Judge. Mike Trout. Oh, okay. The second pick was... Carlos Stanton. Yes. Okay. Who do you think I got at three? Completely, by the way, because I screwed up and I was over here setting up these cameras. You're Jose right. Altuve. That's correct, and I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Considering, I mean, I guess it would have been tough to botch that. A little odd that I went two for three. Yeah, not bad at all. And I guess my pick will be popping up here soon. Uh, so anyway, that's what we got going on. Oh, J.D. Martinez. You want to avoid some of those as your auto picks. Why, because of uh, some injury issues here? Yeah, and I'm in New Ballpark. Or new yes, I've got to be paying attention. Yeah, so no. I, I guess I'm picking here. But either that's way, right. I'll try to focus. I'll, I'm going to multitask, as I told producer Joe, and I'll go into the Facebook page and uh, share it all over the place for people. But let's start with today. Jordan Hicks got the start, mm-hmm. and pretty impressive. Yeah. No, he didn't get the start. He came in uh, second man in. I uh, Matt Bowman got the start. Uh, was supposed to go one inning, struck out four. And you say, how is that possible in one inning? Um, he uh, pitched so effectively in the one inning that he got a second inning and came back. And, uh, so he had a couple ground balls, and uh, uh, I think actually all all of his outs were uh, either ground ball or strikeouts. Which Very nice. There's no surprise. Uh, pitched well. Um, you know, kind of a reassuring, reasserting kick to a finish here for Matt Bowman, right. which makes a lot of sense because they were very aware of not having him do too much too fast um, or too much workload early on because of all the workload he's had in the past. Uh, then Hicks came in. Uh, Jordan was set to pitch two innings um, and earned additional time. So he uh, went out there for slightly more than two innings and was... Pretty much as advertised. Yeah. Um, this is the guy that they had hoped to have in camp, um, that they had hoped to see a lot of during Grapefruit League. He was the guy who they expected to do what Mike Myers has done, which is either get himself to the brink of the majors like Myers has, um, if not in the majors. Right. Um, but get on the radar for some kind of promotion this season. The Cardinals are intent on 
creating and developing and nurturing a closer, and they think Jordan Hicks could be that guy. And you see him pitch today um, against some major leaguers, uh, Bohr and Castro from the Marlins, mm-hmm. um, and you see why. Yeah. Uh, they, um, he throws, you know, on the backfield, just to give you an example, second or third pitch of his start for um, minor league team, second or third pitch was 102 miles an hour. Oh my God. All right. He, 102 uh, miles an hour. 102 miles an hour, and he can control it. So, oh, he gets better. Okay. So, he threw at one point in time seven consecutive pitches of 100 miles an hour or, or more. He threw um, 15 off speed pitches, I believe, 11 of which were strikes, including two change ups, which is his third pitch. Um, today, he goes out and he gets, he throws 98, 99, and then a slider, which the guy takes for the ball. Then freeze the guy with a 100 mile an hour pitch. Not only that, but track man, yeah. and people who saw it, the 99 that he threw had sink. And what they saw happening was these major league hitters would go up there and they would swing over the fastball. Yeah. And, you know, Matheny said, you, you know, you don't get that with 100. They're up there, timed up, ready to go. They know 100's coming. And it sinks. Yeah. And they, they can't do anything with that. Boy, that is pretty exciting. For, and it's something. For and Cardinal it, it's been that way for. This is why a year ago at the winter meetings, not this most recent winter meetings, but the one at National Harbor in D.C., when the, the Dexter Fowler winter meetings, um, to give you some context. Sure, absolutely. December um, 2016. Yeah. Um, this is why, you know, the, the name that teams wanted from the Cardinals like the White Sox with Adam Eaton, for example, was Jordan Hicks. Yeah. And you were like, well, why this class? Yeah. A lot of people were like, what, what is going on? And this is why. You know, scouts saw this guy in Peoria. We heard about him, wrote about him. And it was, this is a guy who is going to figure it out. He has the athleticism. He has great pace, man. Yeah. He, he pitches fast. Um, he has this leg kick that uh, just looks athletic. And then he comes out with just easy cheese. Yeah. Um, it's something. That's exciting to hear. Uh, Cardinal fans got a chance to see that today. Derek will be writing about it in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and, of course, on stltoday.com. You can read it right now following Derek at Gould on Twitter. And you can ask us questions in the Facebook Live as we speak. I believe I'm drafting now, but in the meantime, I will do a, a live read for our sponsor, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Derek, you've been with us throughout the beginning of February. This is our final edition with you. Yep. Dan McLaughlin will be by for one more. You'll be heading north here. Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. They're the number one train dealer in the Midwest. When the time comes for you to get a new air conditioning or to get your air conditioning worked on, please make sure you do business with Design Air Heating and Cooling. They're online at designairservice.com. Com. I have 40 seconds to make a draft pick. That allows me to turn to you and say, mm-hmm. so the Cardinals have determined at least the first three spots in the rotation, which then gives us yeah. an indication of who's going to be starting the home opener. Yeah, I mean, all five spots are spoken for now, right? I mean, the, the Flaherty going out, Gantt going out, these were signs that they have their five starters. And, you know, they, they have the order that they want them in. They've given themselves some built-in off days, some flex here that they can – Rearrange it at uh, you know one point for example Miles Michaelis was introduced as the number three starter it doesn't look like he's getting the third game mm-hmm. uh, Michael Walker who pitched on the backfields today had six breezy innings um, he uh, 
he's set for that. Um, actually, today would have been is his last appearance in Florida. If he pitches again in a game, it'll be in Montreal, um, or he does some kind of side session, some kind of thing. But he's on target for the game three starter, though they haven't announced that. Um, Michaelis expects to pitch in Milwaukee, um, though he doesn't know which of those games, and the Weaver would get the other. Yeah, okay. so, and either of them, or both of them, could pitch in Montreal. Both of them are scheduled to pitch tomorrow, which tells you a little bit about how they are setting things up for Montreal. How do you view each Cardinal starter at this point, and kind of summarize, if you would, their springs, because, well, there's no need why I answer the question when I'm asking you the question, but I feel like each one had a different style of spring. Well, I'm more interested in how you saw that. Okay, well, I'm seeing it from reading your columns and and listening when you're on the Ryan Kelly Morning After and sitting here with me. Michaelis, let's start there, because I feel like of all the pitchers, he was the one who had so much focus on him, Mm -hmm. because that's kind of like the Mazalak signature moment of the <laughs> offseason. I feel like that's yeah. the case, and I'm interviewing him for the podcast on Friday. And, well, you should ask him. And, and we, will that cert- we will certainly discuss uh, these topics, but uh, along those lines, I mean, it was. It looked like we were sitting here before a second start. He said, this is kind of important, but it's not yet. And then after the second start didn't go well, he said, this one is something to keep an eye on, and there was a defining moment in that start against the Astros, and it seemed to have turned things around. Yeah, he was more aggressive, pitching yeah. inside. Um, you know, had that had just through his split heart. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a big test. Huge. I mean, it was like it was a night game, yeah. and uh, we were like, there, there's no other question what the news story is tonight. Mm-hmm. We have to. We very rarely write off of games in spring training. Now you start to a little bit, um, but even like today, my story in tomorrow's paper is not off the game. Now, uh, Ben Fredrickson, if I can give a plug, is writing. Please do. Is writing about Jordan Hicks and has a fantastic story coming um, that offers greater depth to what happened with him this spring and this revival mm-hmm. of today and how, I, I'm not sure if I'll mention it, but there's no doubt you're going to see him in the majors this year. If, something, if he's not in the majors this year, then the Cardinals have a unparalleled bullpen yeah. <laughs> because for you to figure out eight guys that you have better than that kid it's at some point in time this Summer would be with, but right. um, Michaelis was big news that night, right off the game, no doubt. And the breakthrough was, what did he do on the backfields against hitters? Why did Maddox do that? What did he learn? And then we saw a different guy. Yeah. We saw a different guy. Right. right. So Michaelis and spring trending in a very positive direction. Is that a fair way to describe things? Um, what would be more than that? I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, what would be? Um, so you're going even higher. You're going even higher. Well, yeah, not just like trending in the right direction, like trending in a steep. Climb. Really? Yeah, I mean, partially because it's relative, right? Uh-huh. He's an unknown. The first couple of ones, it was like, wait, what's going on here? Ball was pretty flat. Ball, was, you know, adjustments were weird. Were made. You know, he was pitching a different style of game, and it's like, could he do what was necessary? He figured out a way to do that. I think that gives him a steep incline. Just directed Corey Seager. Why? Uh, because I like him. Okay. <laughs> well, I like to draft for physician strength. If I draft, I do take a look at where's the widest gap. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, like Altuve, right? Isn't he head and shoulders above? Right. So I've got that taken care of at second so base. So that puts you ahead of your competition exactly. at second base. Um, with short stuff, is Corey Sager really all that better than other guys available? Well, I mean, there wasn't another shortstop here. This is... This is uh, 
I mean, look at uh, as far as rankings go. You got to go down to that dude is going to have a good season. Who is that? Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Yeah, yeah we were talking about him in the last edition. As a matter of fact, now for those watching, I would not draft that guy. In Justin Turner. Yeah. You think that could be a long-term situation there? We broke his. Well, I know that, but I mean, I'm talking about long, long, long. Oh, long, oh long, I don't initially. Know. I don't know how long. Um, either way, Marcelo Zuna went 36 overall. For those of you wondering, uh, on, uh, do you think that's too high? What do you think? What ahead you think? of uh, ahead of Christian Yelich. Yeah, <laughs> another defining moment. Yeah, uh, we just ooh, talked about ooh, ahead of Reese Hoskins. That's kind of interesting. The controversial. You're more locked in on the draft than I am, and that's yeah. that's, that's not a no, no. I'm sorry. I'm no, not talking about no, no, no. Team building. So. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Martinez. Yeah, Carlos. I'm curious. Yes, that's that. That's the. That's kind of like the question mark spring to me. Yeah, it was an odd spring, and I don't know how that translates in the game. Not really. What do you think's going on? Well, I mean, what way? What, I mean, he, he had to leave the complex. Well, leave the complex for a family issue. There was nothing that was done. You know, I mean, there was no. You know, he's got this uh, case going on back in St. Louis that. He was served with, and mm-hmm. that's going on, and that'll continue here for a while, I, I would imagine. Um, it sure seems to be. There hasn't been any motion on it, but it has been filed. It has been presented, so he's got to deal with it. Um, but this, what happened in in the start was unrelated, but it was, it was family-related, and he had to be at his house. However, it wasn't urgent that he got there. just had to be there. Um, so it just was this curious kind of situation. The Cardinals eventually, once they understood what it was, you know, they didn't, they were, all right, we get it, but they were at a loss, too, for a little while, Um, and then he's just had so many appearances on the backfield, he'll end this spring, I think, with more appearances on the backfield than in in actual games, and it's not, I mean, the, the purpose for a guy like him is to get his arm strength and get a feel for his pitches, he can do that facing hitters in live BP, I guess, technically, but the but what strikes me as interesting is you know on the backfields you see him go through the same troubles that he has at times in in big league games which is you know the first inning just gets to him so right. how ready is he to pitch and if you want to simulate you know the adrenaline the excitement and all that stuff I'm just thinking that you don't take away the crowd yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they've done um, so I don't know how it translates I mean it 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 would be very weird. For him to go like three consecutive or three two consecutive appearances and three appearances in front of roughly seventy five people to opening day at City Field in Queens. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he, you know, he's he's had a, just an odd spring. Have the Mets announced their their starter? Syndergaard, yeah, yeah and then he would be third. I think those two stood to reason, but I'm um, curious who would be third. It's not Harvey. I wish I knew. I, I, okay. mean, I should know. It, uh, I didn't know if they had, you had announced it. So. I think they have, and I just okay. don't know off okay. the top of my head. Uh, um, but I don't think it's Harvey because he pitched against the Cardinals, and there was this uh, concern. The Cardinals have back-to-back games against the Mets on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and, and both teams would then have those guys lined up. So both teams. Well, we see Tebow and Jupiter game. on Saturday. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to that game. I'd just be curious. Would you like to know how that? much I care? Ooh, I guess I'm going to put it at like 0.0. Yeah. No, I, you know, I saw him play in my early game. I, I mean, I guess I'm fascinated by it. I don't well, know. I'm going to work because my family's going to be here and they want to go to a game. It's it's great. Yeah, so that's yeah absolutely. Going. So that would be something for me to... Yeah. Okay. You, but you want to wear your Tebow jersey. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got one of the orange gator jerseys. The t-shirt. Or the jersey. That's what I, that's what I'll be sporting. If there are two springs that I would say were somewhat similar, now you're probably going to disagree, but I like that. 
I would say Wainwright and Weaver, because they were both really good. Oh. Huh. Weird. <laughs> um, Not necessarily with the same type of stuff getting things done, but both... I thought Weaver good. was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought Weaver was, was very good this spring. Um, and Weaver was... Weaver and Waka would be the two that I would link. Okay. Um, and, and did. I mean, I, I wrote a story that kind of showed, or that I hope illustrated what they were trying to accomplish this spring. Mm-hmm. And that's that third time through notion. Can they add that pitch that gives them some other look or something to play off of their two best pitches or three best pitches in, in Weaver's case that gets them through that third time of the order? And I think we saw some of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's where their parallels were. Weaver had a very strong spring. Um, Weaver probably quietly had the best spring of the group, Yeah, um, I think. Um, he was really almost nonchalant in his efficiency, which was remarkable. I mean, he just went out there and pitched just, just an expert level game mm-hmm. against the Braves. And it was like, huh, oh, by the way, let's write about catching. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I felt like, I felt as a writer. Was, like, was that the game where he had six strikeouts but he was unhappy with his three walks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, no, <laughs> one, I mean, one hit. Yeah. They, they all combined for one hit. And Pena was behind the plate. But that was the day that it became apparent that, you know, Carson was going to head to, or that they were at least pondering that Carson to the minors. Um, but so Weaver goes out there just ruthlessly efficient and, and like I said, almost nonchalant. I mean, it's like, oh, he, oh, Luke Weaver's pitching there. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, quick game, quick outs. But this is a big deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, his first full season as a starter, and he's just, yeah, he's he was very impressive. I thought Walker had moments where. Um, this spring where you see how he could be the best pitcher on the staff. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. I think he had moments where you go, he elevates the fastball, he really works with this curve, um, which has to be a transformative pitch for him, and gets hitters to just be aware that at any point in time he can throw a changeup, or it could be the fastball for a strike. If he gets in that realm, he, you're talking 2013, but not confined to a few weeks. Yeah. You're talking about an extended That's going to excite people that you say that. That's going to excite And so I think he had the flashes of that guy doesn't have the stuff of the Martinez and may not yeah. have some of the stuff of Weaver in, in terms of number of pitches, but the changeup is so good. And the angle is is so good when he controls his fastball. And then he's got these two other wrinkles that he can throw in there. And a cutter that, that mm-hmm. works for him that moves differently. And that there were times where he had innings. And it wasn't against minor leaguers and stuff like that. It was, and, but it was against major leaguers getting their timing. That's fine. Where you go, that right. that's a pretty good picture. So um, is it fair to say that you leave Jupiter with a higher opinion of the card rotation you came down to Jupiter with? No. No, okay. Um, I thought that they were the deepest rotation in the division going into spring. Now, you know, that could be argued because, you know, the Cubs... Now, you know, garbage. so I'm, I'm kind of playing the role of representative of the fan base. Sure. More so than necessarily my opinion. Yeah. That's, no, of course, watching. 
I think the fan base did not have a real high opinion of this rotation. Oh, are there fans watching this? I think essentially it's my my mother watching it okay. right now. And I didn't know people like asked me to shave and maybe Anna Marie upstairs. Or like somebody shave. wanted Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe spies for my fantasy draft. Oh, yeah. I see like Charlie's watching it. Piss off, Charlie! Quit watching. Charlie Marlowe's in here. Uh, Cal Kennedy from the uh, from the St. Gabriel's. Uh, the Basketball Association just sent me a text, but then it disappeared. Oh, okay. and I got, I got, I got Cal. I got to stay on the draft. So anyway, yeah. So I think the fans went into this going, you know, add, with, add, add, add. Yes, add. yes. Yeah, we talked about that, and I thought, you know, if they add a pitcher, that changes the complexion of the team. And they added Bud Norris. That isn't exactly what I meant, but right. it just changes the complexion of the team. And I still feel that way. But they have five guys who are worthy of being major league pitchers. It was. Um, what changes the equation is the look of that rotation with the depth of the relievers that yeah. showing off. And yeah. I think that changes how you can look at at the at the rotation. But you know, a big part of this, and we're 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 edging that direction. A big part of this is Wainwright showing his health mm-hmm. and showing that he has some new tricks with his old pitches. Right, and that is going to give him. A very interesting edge against teams that are maybe expecting the Wainwright from the previous two years and are going to get a guy who um, just can do different things, different things that he's doing. throw different looks at them. So now that we've discussed the rotation, I feel like the thing that we leave spring still with at least a question mark, and maybe that's understating it a bit, is if the Cardinals have a 4-2 lead next Thursday in New York, who is getting the ball in the night? I ask that a lot. Um, and I, my answer is, who's coming up? So that's what, that's the way they're handling it. And there's a Todd Frazier. Which, which, answer, which really answers the question. And there's a Jay Bruce. Who, who's that, that, up. So that means that, it, that it's, it's going to be a case-by-case case basis. The, it's going to be the Maddox matchup mayhem. That's what it's going to be. I always like alliteration. Maddox yeah. matchup mayhem. I have to keep up with Frank Kusamata. <laughs> yeah. so Frank's in this draft. I bet he's not watching this. So I on this uh, oh, he has to be. I don't think he is. You know, Monique, uh, his wife, has been emailing with Deke Dotem because Frank wasn't communicating via Fantasy League. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's as good of a reaction as you're going to get on that one from Derek. So it's, it's a case-by-case. Case. Let's start here, though. Yeah. Luke Gregerson, how does he look? That How's he feeling? Fascinating. What, what is fascinating Andrew to Andrew McCutcheon is 52. He's ranked 52. I don't know what this X-rank thing is. I don't know. Expert preseason ranks and then rank based on league settings. Ah, I see. Oh, so our league setting settings, is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. That means do you like do you like who I have in the queue? Don't say it. Don't say the name. Don't say the name. Do you like who I, who I have in the queue? Um. Well, I mean, Tapper first. No, neat. Neat. Um. What are your other options here? Oh, they're all, they're all here. That guy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But you're really bullish on this team. I was. I, I need that position, so that'll be a good play. No, I'm. I'm bullish on that guy in that ballpark. Okay, all right. I can't say any more because I guess there's five. Charlie, piss off. Quit watching this. Get out of here. No. All right. Uh, what was I asking? Luke Gregerson. Yes. Who I am not drafting. I'll give a tell. I'm not drafting him in the fourth round. You say until. Yeah, of course. This could be a total meta game right now. Oh, whoa! Look at that. Fifty ninth overall. Someone planning for the future. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't, don't want to get that service time going. We have so many people in our. Uh, we have so many people in oh. our league. Uh, all right, I got to get ready to draft. Oh, okay. Okay. So let me. So Luke Gregerson. Right. Yeah, Luke Gregerson. You know, had some kind of had a few setbacks in spring. Um, he's fine. He's he's done well. Um, you know, are you 
Oh, wow, 54th overall. So you're happy with my pick here? I think that's the play. All right. I was looking at first base, and I was looking at outfield. So this serves both. Yes, it Ladies does. and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Carlos Santana to the Southside Seaman uh, Fantasy Baseball Team. Yeah. I'll see you. Thank you. I like it. Positional, uh, positional flexibility, too. Do. I like that. I like that diversity. Mm-hmm. So Gregson had the oblique. He's back. Feeling good, I guess. Yeah, yeah, feeling good. Okay. Pitching fine. Um, not all that. I mean, they're not all that worried about it. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, like we've seen some veterans. And it's so hard to project because guys are different, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, but you see some guys who, you know, can get a feel for their pitches right away and off they go. Right. Um, you see some sinker ballers have to go out and just wear out their arm, like Seth Manis for a while, you know, where he would just go out there and throw. 30 sinkers in a row yeah. just to get that feel for that pitch and then he'd be good to go. So different different approaches for different pitchers and you know one thing is that the, you know it's always that game speed, right? Game speed, how can how quickly can a guy, you know, adjust to what is a ramped up environment of a big league game um, where they're not facing 63, 82 and 97. Um, so getting Gregerson into, you know, the Montreal games makes sense. Um, see how he does there. But he's, they're not going to leave here with a closer. Um, they may not leave here with with the guy who will eventually be their closer on the big league team. Yeah. Um, they are going to go matchup crazy. And, uh, you know, Dominic Leone's done very well, and he's made some of this possible. He's pitched well to get himself into the mix. But Norris, um, you know, struggled yesterday, went right back out on the field today. He went out to the minors. To uh, to throw and kind of reset. He said he wanted to flush yesterday's game, get it away from him. Right. And so he went out and did well. And you know, he's had a good spring, pretty good spring. You know, I, and, you know, especially once they moved into the relief role. Right. So all those guys are factoring. People saw, you know, the, those additions. Yeah. Norris will be on the team. Where is Mike going to be like a coach slash reliever in Memphis? Is that yeah? He seems headed for Memphis. Okay. Um, you know, next man up kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, very valuable. Um, guy, there's a lot to actually like. Like and Mojico, likely will be in Memphis too. Okay. I know some people, I, I guess, are kind of confused about Mojico's deal. He signed a minor league right. deal. Um, you know, he appeared in a major league game, and they kind of went retro um, there with Mott setting up for Mojico. <laughs> Sam Freeman also pitched in that same game. Oh, Sam which Freeman was there. Cool. That's a little callback. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good to see if nostalgia is your thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Mojica was on the back was signed a minor league deal with and didn't have an invitation to major league camp. He was earmarked for uh, for Memphis. So the the the, uh, the fourth outfielder spot is something that's also gotten a lot of attention. And now that it's mm-hmm. almost over, where do you think this thing sits? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it uh, could go to an infielder. That's where it probably is today. Yeah. Um, you know, go to uh, go to Gyro Munoz. Yeah. Um, you know the. Uh, so that's where you think it had to be done today. Yeah, I think the way things. So Vader starts in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And so the way things are set up is, you know, a lot like Carson Kelly. Let's say Carson Kelly's the model. We can use Pete Cosmo from a few years ago as the model. The way things the Cardinals have kind of set these things up is that they have options um, for some of these guys. So what they can do is they can go, okay, this guy is our backup catcher if we need a long-term answer. That's Carson Kelly. Mm-hmm. If something happens to Yadier Molina. Carson Kelly is the everyday catcher for the Cardinals. But they don't want him coming off the bench and sitting there for two weeks and to be that guy yeah. when he can play in Memphis. Harrison Bader's in a similar spot, right? He's had an ex- he's had a strong sprint, lots to like about what he's done. 
Um, and if the Cardinals need an outfielder for an extended period of time, he would be the guy. So why not keep him playing in Memphis as opposed to just getting right. sparse at bats um, or scarce at bats? Sparse, scarce, both for mm, I don't um, think so. But uh, at bats and in the majors, and the same with the relievers. Some of these guys are going to have impact, but you know, a Lucas or a uh, you know, or a Myers, or certainly a Hicks and a Helsley and a Hudson. These guys start in the minors and get their innings and work on their command and, you know, learn new ways to 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 adapt their stuff to the big leagues and be ready to go. So, you know, and that same with Jack Flaherty. Jack mm-hmm. Flaherty, you know, pit, he pitched as well as anybody this spring. Pitched as, as well as any starter um, with his experience and in the Grapefruit League. He mm-hmm. was one of the best young pitchers in the Grapefruit League. And um, you could find a spot for him in the bullpen, but they don't need to. Mm-hmm. They need him starting in case one of these other guys falter. We're going to go to your questions now, uh, and you can put them on. There's plenty of them already here uh, on the Facebook Live feed. Uh, I guess we're frozen on there. I hope it's working on the, uh, the actual We have feed. to press play. Nice, Derek. Good, 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 thing that, good thing that you're here otherwise. But the questions are coming in on the Facebook Live. We're up on Periscope on Twitter as well. Uh, but that's where I'll get the questions from. We want to thank Triad Bank for their sponsorship of Derek, Dan McLaughlin, and myself live from Jupiter, Florida here. And our first time doing this. And, of course, Design Air. But Triad Bank uh, is the company that we used when we were starting up inside STL to get our line of credit. My brother, Kevin, who owns and operates the Improv Shop, just moved to a new building owns the building and the improv shop. He went to Triad Bank. know a number of people who do business with Triad Bank, whether it be for their personal banking or for their business banking. They're online at triadbanking.com. The bank CEO, Jim Reckon, is right there in the lobby when you walk in so you know you can get direct answers to any of your questions. I know a number of people who work there and think incredibly highly of that company. So if you're starting up a business, if you have a business, you're looking for a line of credit, I recommend Triad Bank, online at triadbanking.com. They are just to the northwest of the corner of Clayton and Lindbergh, right across the street to the north from Plaza Frontenac. Triad Bank, online at triadbanking.com. All right, Derek, let's go to some of the questions. What's a bigger concern, bullpen sorting out in April or starting pitcher innings in September? Both were issues last year. That comes from Mark Norton. I think the starting pitcher innings in September is an interesting question, one that's going to be somewhat solved by the arrival of Alex Reyes at some point mm-hmm. in time. You do have him to boost or Flaherty. So that's less of a concern um, because they're going to reverse engineer is the phrase of the day. Reverse engineer things so that Reyes and Flaherty and these guys are available in September to cover some of those innings. Yeah. So I agree that that was something that popped up. Um, you know, the bullpen starting out in April, they're not the first baseball team to start the season with a bullpen that they don't want to have at the end. Yeah. So if I were to answer the question, I would say the bullpen sorting itself out by September would be a big, big concern. Oh. And, you know, how it gets there. I, mean, I really think that this team is going you know, to have an opening day roster that they don't want to have when they expect to be at their best. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like an extended. They want. They want to win. Obviously, they're not. They're not coasting into the season. Um, but the best team that they have today is not as good as the best team they hope to have once some of these young guys right. are ready for the majors, or once you know they have clearly defined roles. And I think 
I think how you get there is the biggest question for the Cardinals. How do you get to June flag day? How do you get to the all-star break and you're in contention and you have Alex Reyes and Jack Flaherty and these guys on the on the cusp, Jordan right. Hicks on the cusp of coming and being the final kind of superchargers that push you ahead. Right. And, that, and how do they get there is the question. One of the questions that uh, just popped up, uh, I think it's from Dave. Who's I drafted uh, Chapman. Yeah, I did it. First year, this is a little bit of trivia for you. This will be the first year in Mike Matheny's tenure as manager that they won't face Oraldis Chapman unless it's in the World Series. How about that? Fun facts for no one tell. Yeah. That's a nice one. So he's got a no-hitter going against them. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, Derek, is there any way Carson Kelly gets moved this year? I just don't see him waiting two years to be a starter. That's there's, always a, there's always a chance. Yeah. But they're not, they're not going to move him for charity. They're not going to move him because... It's the nice thing to do for another team mm-hmm. to give them, you know, a talented catching prospect. No, they'll, they'll move them as the centerpiece of a package if they're going to get significant return. Yeah. So, you know, they're not out there offering them up on a rebate. That makes no sense. Speaking of uh, doing something nice for someone, which, of course, usually doesn't happen in the business of baseball, Stephen Piscotty was Jim Hayes' guest this week. Oh, the good. Cat Chat. Yeah. And Piscotti talks about, I really recommend uh, the Cats interviews with these guys are always really good because they know them and they like them and they're comfortable and they kind of screw around. And Piscotti said when he got the news as opposed to what maybe people thought would have been the case, which was, oh, I'm glad I'm going to be able to go back to the yeah. Bay Area, go yeah. to East Bay. He was bummed. Yeah. And he was a little little miffed at first. And yeah. then, it, then he kind of appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, so you were already familiar with that story, but just... Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, you spoke with him, mm-hmm. but so. Well, no, I texted. Him. Okay, either way, you communicated with him, and yeah, is that is that we just say speak? Yeah, you know, you know I think that's a good question. It's semantics, I but I like to try and be as like yeah. truthful as possible. We have a big special question. section coming out. Promote um, it, so I would like to absolutely yeah. feel free. It's a free for all. Um, we have a big it's hitting newsstand. We're very proud of it every year, and uh, one of the interviews that I did. Uh, I mean, it's just a small one, but I, I reached out to some, some folks with other teams and everything. One of the interviews I did was um, via email. And I'm like, I can't really use said, you know, because it's clear that this was right. written. Right, right, right. It's not, it's not words that somebody would say. Right. Um, so I, I felt like, all right, I'm going to put email. And I try to, or texted. And yeah. So I'm going to try to be specific yeah, with be the manner of communication. The manner, and, I and I think that's increasingly important. important. I think it's a nice place. It's honest. It's, uh, it's yeah. honest. Let's see. Let me go back into the questions over here. Uh, sup, Goulzy? Sup, Manchild? That's uh, Manchild79. How do you pronounce that? Uh, Goulzy? No. Manchild? No, I go in those words. <laughs> what? What would words? Sup. Oh, sup, yes. How do you pronounce yeah. Sup. You know. Sup. I mean, I'm from the south side, so of course. I mean, you, you actually live mm-hmm. in the south side. Right. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an expatriate. Uh, let me go into here. How close were the Cardinals to getting column A? Uh, were they close to follow up question? Were they close to getting Archer? Uh, so oh, closer to getting. Were, were they, they closer? closer getting, I apologize. Were they okay. closer to getting Archer? Well, um, in the sense that um, Paris is closer to St. Louis than say Moscow, they were closer with Archer than Colomay. Does that work? Well, I mean, Paris isn't closer to St. Louis than Moscow. It, it's not? 
At least I don't think so. No, not Moscow, it? Missouri. I'm oh, talking about Moscow. Oh, yeah, they're both places in Missouri. Yeah, what oh, are you I messed about? that. I messed that up. So you're going Paris, France, and yeah. Moscow yeah. in Russia. I got caught. No, I just, yeah, maybe I didn't. I, all, right. So, all right, go again. Let's pick right. different cities. All right. Pick the cities. cities. All right. Okay, um, what do we got? They were, they were closer on Archer in the same sense that Portugal okay. is closer to St. Louis than Austria. Austria is closer to Portugal. Yeah, that is correct. And they are a world away. That's, That's what I was going for. I see. Well, I don't well, know. I to or how many people that. will get that one? I need to work this is too sophisticated for what, I'm, what I'm okay. doing. Let me just try this again. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, because um, column is a good question, and I'm glad people ask, and uh, I'm honest with them right. when they do ask. Uh, we reported in the paper that the Cardinals were talking to the Tampa Bay Rays, and the column A was part of the discussion. Right. Um, that the Cardinals, it, has, it became apparent weeks after that, because... Details emerge once discussions are done. Right, right, right. Um, and you get more people willing to talk about stuff because it hasn't happened. Um, it became clear after Longoria had been moved and the Cardinals had their moves all in place that if there was interest in moving Colome, it was the Rays talking to the Cardinals about Colome being mm, involved. Okay. The Cardinals were engaged with the Rays. But their focus was on Archer. What what would it take to get Chris Archer? That was the purpose of the Cardinals conversation with the Rays from the Cardinals focus. And if there were peripheral parts of that deal, i.e. Longoria, right. i.e. Colome, it was what the Rays were talking about. Right. Okay. I follow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it, that became clear in hindsight. Throughout the whole thing here, um, you know, when they're talking to a pitcher, and you know they're in the, and I had been told um, somewhat inaccurately, though things change, was that the Cardinals were fascinated by the control of Colony. No, no, that's true. The the control of Colony, um, in part because he would fit what they're trying to pull off here. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be the closer. Right. You got control of him. Right. Um, now they didn't. Now, whether the Cardinals thought he would be a closer, and um, you never want to trade for a guy you don't think is going to be the closer after he's coming off a year where he led the league in saves. That that usually leads to paying an exorbitant price for a guy who you don't want to use in the same Okay. Way. Does okay. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely does make sense. Tim, when are you coming back to St. Louis? Uh, we are scheduled to return on March 31st. Derek, you're coming back. I am headed back imminently within the next few days. There you go. To, to repack for Montreal. There you go, and off you go for the season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, March 31st is the uh, the plan, and I'm really hoping that... Are you they... taking this with you? Yes, I will! And I might do some of this during the regular season. We'll see. The response has yeah. been really good on these things, so we'll see what we're going to do. Dan's enjoyed doing it. I hope you've enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. You're a, see, Dan's kind of like, yeah, i got a game, I have a schedule, and the game is over. Your world... Yeah. Yeah. Is always going on. Like you're fitting in this in, then you're going to go right, right after yeah. this thing. Yeah. The only time I've had exactly. a multitask all year is draft players in the fantasy draft right now. Otherwise, Oof, that hasn't been it. Well, you like you like something sitting out there because you see who I'm going with here. I'm a, I'm a couple picks away from going with it. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. You like you do like that. Oh, that's good. All right. yeah, I'm glad to see that we're on the same page. Here. Oh, but, but but you see something else you like? That dude right here? No, one this up. one. One up. One up. Oh, that one. That dude. Yeah, that's a nice play, actually. I, I, I want to get one of them now, so one, one away. Uh, there was another question in there, but I have to apologize. We're doing the Inside STL Fantasy Draft. Who's drafting right now? 
Monique's legit team. I guess that's Frank Cusimano. Uh, and it looks like I'm going to be able to get you who I want. You I got to go there. Play. I got to go there. Make yeah. that play. This guy is fungible. Okay. I mean, you can get a lot of guys like that. Matt Carpenter told you're going is gone strong positional style. I like that. I just said earlier I like yeah. the diversity in positions, and you believe Matt Carpenter is going to have himself a nice year. Now, 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 if I were doing this draft on STLToday.com and Cards Talk, I'd get run off the board right there by well, or you could say you drafted him only to make all of their dreams come true <laughs> by trading. <laughs> That's well played. Correct. I enjoy that. Luke Weaver just went ninety fifth. Ooh, that's a that's, that's 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 I, I that's actually not, that's somebody watching our program. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if that was Charlie. Uh, I actually liked it. I wanted Weaver, but I wasn't going to pick him ninety fifth. No, no. Uh, but look at this. I mean, the guy you were looking at. Yes. Well, he's still there because I'm, I'm one pick away because we're looping back right. around. So, so but, but there are pick. many, many people just like that. So you say don't necessarily make that plays or something else. Uh, this is what's going on here. Who who is this dude, by the way? This is this kind of thing that you would know and I wouldn't know. Um, he is. I can't. I'm say up now, so I can talk about players. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay, so he's uh, he's. We're talking about Matt Olson of the Oakland A's, and I just see super high ranked, and he's I'm, Moneyball 2018. Oh, really? He's that guy. Really? He's, um, yeah. Uh, he's also the he's he came up um, where I was asked a lot about him as a guy if the Cardinals could draft for him because or could trade for him. Sorry, draft not draft. Right. Um, but, uh, well, that's an interesting one. What's that? Um, him. Don't say any name here. Zimmerman? Oh, Zimmerman, Hap. These guys. Oh, that guy. Look at that guy right there. Well, may you? Yeah. You like him? Mayhew. Well, I have all two of them. Oh, yeah. You don't but, I mean, I mean, we have utility spot. No, no, then don't do that. No. You, want, you want thump with uh, utility. Is that the top? This is what we have left. We have a 16-team league, so mm. I'll be drafting. I'll be drafting guys from my Afton team in 1986. I think by the end of this tonight, at midnight or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're you're gut. I mean, I guess you, here's the question: uh-huh. Who do you think is going to have the I have job? 15 seconds. Who's going to have the job longer? Because both of those guys. Who do you think will do the job long enough to uh, to keep it? I know where you're going. I just feel like in that division, he's going to get the most saves. Um, saves are okay. You don't like my pick. I've just drafted Sean Doolittle. Derek, Derek is on the record is not liking my pick. No, no, I don't. Uh, how to put this? Um, who led you don't the make going another Moscow Paris thing? Okay. I'm still, I'm still. Who, who led the league in? Uh, who led the league in saves last year? Was it a playoff team? Who was it? I actually don't know. Who was it? Alex Colomay. Oh yeah, that's right. So you know, saves are a product of how many close games a team has. Yeah. Not a product necessarily of how great a team is. Yeah, yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, oh, of course it makes sense. So, so you know, Sean Doolittle is going to. Now you don't. Now you, now you don't want to take the closer necessarily for the Florida Marlins. That's right? correct. Because how many close By the way, games? Who is that? How many close? It's Kinsler. How many? Uh, how many close games are they going to have? Right. It's, it's you know, but if you want to take the closer for. If you are like, all right, well, the Houston Astros are going to be a gangbuster winning team. Right. Um, and the Mets might be a 500 team. Right. Do you, who do you take the closer? Yeah, I thought you know what you're talking about. You take the closer yeah, yeah. the Mets. Right. right, 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 right. Uh, let me go into the uh, chat room here. Uh, Derek, why do you think the Cardinals switched to the multiple closer option mindset? That's from Tim McKay. Because they didn't want to pay retail price for a... Uh, uh, a, a set closer, mm-hmm. and because they are very intrigued after talking with Maddox for the Maddox matchup mayhem. Maddox matchup mayhem. Where 
they're going to take the playoffs and writ large. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have guys. I think, you know, the, the, the addition of Luke Gregerson um, from a pure baseball standpoint is interesting because you have a guy who has a two-year contract with an option, could very well be his last contract, yeah. but certainly isn't a guy who's going to be hunting saves for his next contract. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, he is flexible. You know, he's not the guy who goes, I need to save right. because I'm going to be free agent. Right. I want to be the closer. I want to be that guy. Um, or a young guy going into arbitration. I want to be that guy. Right. So you have a bunch of guys who aren't wed to the saves. allows you to be the team that isn't wed to the saves. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Along those lines, a guy who was wed to the saves, he's still out there. I monitor just some kind of yeah, calm. But yeah, what, what do you think is going to wind up happening there? Yeah, you know what? I was asked about that. You're the second person I asked me about that today. The other person is in baseball um, with a team wondering that same thing. Um, you know, whether or not just overplayed the hand a little bit. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say because Alex Cobb just got $60 right. million. Dollars. Um, that has to one of the questions in here, by the way. Andrew Hubbard asked, were you surprised at what Cobb got in comparison to Lynn? No. Um, that's a great, it's a good question. I am not surprised at what Cobb got and knowing Lance, I have a sneaky suspicion as to what he wanted. And, and I'm not sure he got the offer that Cobb did. I don't, I don't know. I see. But I would imagine that Lance would go, no, I'd rather bet one really excellent right. year on myself with a winning team, and then I'll get a bigger deal next year. Interesting. That seems like a Lance Lynn type play. I see. Um, whereas, not to say that he would turn down what Cobb got, but just if he, you know, when, when the Orioles, the Orioles were, Oof. They uh, they played a game of chicken with some of these pitchers, and it looks like uh, they blinked with Cobb. Yeah. Um, you know, now would they have blinked with Lynn? Did Lynn, Lynn sign too early? You know, Lynn might be thinking, you know, two years in at Baltimore at Camden. I'm coming out of that with my ERA bruised a little bit because that's a hard ballpark to play in. Rather go one year. I'm, I'm just speculating. Right. Uh, one year in Minnesota with a winning team that, you know, sure. big ballpark. Absolutely. You know, First come out of there, out there. Ready. One more year removed from Tommy John. I like this question here. Uh, Derek, I think you've made the comparison between this year's wishful thinking regarding pitching to last year's wishful thinking about the offense. Better bet this year feels like the pitching is going to great. I don't know if that's going to be going to be great or is going great, but either way, I agree with yes, myself. That's, that's, that's a good, that's a, yeah, I think that's a good read. I think yeah. that's fair. Uh, Chris, I think that's a Chris. Well done, Chris. I think that's a fair. Tip of the cap to you, Chris. Uh, oh, I know, I know, Chris. Yeah. Oh, you know Hi, Chris. Chris. It's good yeah. to see you, Chris. Ryan Dilberto, who goes when Chris won an award for something like the best writing of a sports or best writing of a character inspired by a sports writer with impeccable abs. Oh. I think I got that right. Oh my God, yeah. what the hell's going on there? Yeah. Who goes when Reyes returns? I, here's my guess on your answer. After we've done like six episodes of these. It'll be determined by the time it happens. So it's the Larry Plow rule. Have I explained this to What's you? What's the Larry Plow rule? That's I'm, surprised. Surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, that this hasn't come up on the radio. It's okay. My, it's, it's, I bring it up in the chat so All right. that people say, I know this is the Plow principle, but I'm going to ask anyways. You never have to make a decision until the day you have to make it, yeah. because a lot of times by then, the it's already made for Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I get the question. I totally get the question. Totally. Um, it could be somebody, I mean, it, who knows who. Right. Don't by the time it happens. Yeah. What do you think, well, just, I know this is, this, I'm sure you hate this. This is, this is like, 
dropping by Sports Talk Radio at like you know midnight show type yeah, of question. Yeah. But either way, when do you think Reyes returns? Uh, May first. Yes. You really do think it's going to be that? You think that's a that's a? Yeah, game? I saw him pitch today. Pretty snappy. Pretty snappy. Oh, I like that description. All right, let's go one more. As I said, we do forty-five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got in here. Are they playing at Olympic Stadium in Montreal? It's yes. a question I can answer. It's not the one we should end, uh, end on. I just did. I know. <laughs> I know, but that was what I actually could answer. Should well, Let's do this one. Should we be concerned about Colton Wall? I'm writing about him for tomorrow's video. Wall, perfect timing. Serendipitous. Serendipitous. And, you don't, and you don't want to show your cards. Tease the audience. Tease them for what pops up on our Should we be concerned about Colton Wall? Matt Carr. You Final should, question. You should be about as concerned about Colton Wall as for the First time ever in his career, Colton is not concerned at all about Colton Wong. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like I, the way you said that because I, we were struck by the thought. I mean, you think about his it. insecurity issue is something that's kind of well known for the hardcore Cardinal fans and the circle of people who kind of do. Every what? spring, there's some kind right. of story, and not always of his making. Sometimes it's foisted upon him. Yeah, um, but there's always some sort of story. About how the ground is shifting beneath his feet. Yeah, I think I'm going to use that line in the model's paper. Oh, there you go. So write it down. Um, and yet, he's good. What, where was it this spring? Yeah, what, we wrote about him stealing a lot. That, that is correct. Yeah, you know? he's going where was basically? It? Did he win? I guess it's not over. No, no, it's still good. Former game. All right, Derek, you got to go. I've enjoyed it uh, throughout the course of spring training. I hate the fact that it is over. No, uh, you don't. No, I do. You have no idea because that means I'm returning to the gray, the gray ghost. The gray ghost. I love St. Louis. The weather is the thing. If I think I were going back May first, I'd be a little more. You should be on the Alex Reyes plan. What's the, yes, that's what I need <laughs> to be. You need a rehab. I'm the kind of commodity you're selling. You're buying up Alex Reyes, not me. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. Thank you so yeah, much thanks. for doing this. We got a great response on it, and uh, it certainly was fun here. And thank you to Designer Heating and Cooling for sponsoring the whole thing. They're online at designairservice.com. If you need a new air conditioner, if you need to get your air conditioner service, just think, designair, heating, and cooling. Uh, they're online at designairservice.com. The number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Thank you, everybody, for their question. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And, of course, thank you, Derek Gould, Thanks. for participating. We thank will you, guys. I went to the t-shirt game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I, I got off the golf course. No, and totally I forgot about it, it. But, honestly, I, I, did, I didn't even have anything. What do you have in there? What is it's this a, one? It's a... Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Black I, I got, Spider-Man. I got an Adidas golf shirt. Venom, uh, That's essentially like just 